Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there, it's Gabby here from Confidence After Cancer and I hope this finds you well. First of all, I'd like to just say thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It really means a lot to me and the feedback and the comments and the messages that I've got, it means a lot. Thank you for reaching out to me. It's good to know that somebody's listening to me. In this week's podcast, I want to share with you four main keys to rebuilding your life when cancer treatment is over. And I appreciate that not everybody who's listened to this podcast has been through a cancer diagnosis, but I want to share for the people that have, these are the main four things that I think are the key things. If you're feeling lost or you're feeling stuck or you're not quite sure how to move forward when the treatment ends and everybody's expecting you to be celebrating and you don't really feel like that, then there's four main things that you can do and I'm going to share with them with you today. when treatment ends many people will expect to feel triumphant and ready to get back to their old life as soon as possible and that's how I felt after the grueling treatment I had a chemo I had surgeries radiotherapy I just wanted it all to stop that constant round of hospital treatments that constant round of being on medication and just feeling not like myself feeling like the walking dead at times just feeling like a zombie and I thought I cannot wait for this to stop I want to get back to the old me the problem I started to realize was my old life maybe was what made me sick living with stress living with more nutrition not always sleeping well dehydration I'd learned was a major factor as well I wasn't always drinking enough water for years I've worked many many years now I've worked in an office so I have been used to just sitting down all day and not moving around very much and that can all contribute to health problems I've never been particularly sporty or active and that again I thought was a problem the other thing I believed all my life really I had to put everybody else first you know as a little girl I was told that that's what good girls did And then I became a wife and a mother and an employee. And there's nothing wrong with those things. I loved those things in my life. I was so lucky to be a wife, to be a mother, to have a job that for many years I enjoyed. But when I was in those roles, I always thought, and I don't know where it came from, they call it conditioning, things that other people have taught you, or just an eagerness that came from me inside. I always thought that I had to put other people first. And that I had to sacrifice my own needs to be a good person. And, you know, we're quite used to that, I think, as women particularly. You know, if there's not enough food to go around, you feed the children first and you'll have what's left. You always look after the children first. If there's not enough money to go around, I know when my children were small, it was difficult sometimes. But they had to be fed and clothed. They came first. It's just what you do when you're a good parent. That's what I thought. 
but that had sort of spilled out into other areas of my life. So my cancer diagnosis really was a chance to press pause and reevaluate how I wanted my life to be going forward. But the problem was, this was new territory for me. This was a new way of being. So I wasn't quite sure how to care for myself emotionally or physically to make sure that I had the happy and healthy life going forward that I wanted. So I've talked before, you know, I had a difficult childhood and when I got into the world of work, I worked so hard. first job I went for was a finance job and I was good at it. Obviously a very junior role, but I was really good at it. And so I studied hard. I worked my way up. I got promoted into managing big teams of people, which was quite stressful. But also I was studying at night school, ended up with a master's degree. And for many years, I was the busiest person that I knew. It gave me status and it made me feel good and it gave me a good lifestyle. However... That sort of all came tumbling down when I got a diagnosis of inflammatory breast cancer, rare and aggressive, when I was just age 44. And when the gruelling treatments ended, I was told I was cancer free, but I didn't feel like celebrating. I was lost and I was unsure of how to rebuild my life. I certainly didn't want to go back to living the way I was before my diagnosis because I was starting to realise that stress was part of the problem. My diagnosis was a chance to reflect on how I was living. So there's no judgment here. There's no right or wrong. We all make choices. We all do the best we can in the circumstances. But sometimes just reflecting on how we're living and realising that we do have choices. And the threat of a cancer recurrence, you know, I was told inflammatory breast cancer is highly likely to come back. Great news. Thanks for that. But once I was told that, that really motivated me to make the changes that I needed to do. I acted as if my life depended on making those changes because, do you know what, it really did. But the way I see it is not where you've come from that matters, it's where you're going to, where you're going to in the future and how you're planning to move forward. So the main keys, I'm going to start going into those now, is the first one of what I've learned is you have to learn to put you first. And this is my belief that I really started to heal when I learned that self-care is not selfish it's an essential part of recovery and self-care is a term that's banded about a lot now and people say oh it's self-care Sunday you know I'm gonna have a bubble bath and I'm gonna do this and that's great and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but it's more than that it's about how you feel about yourself and how you interact with other people as well and realizing that putting yourself first isn't a bad thing you know you don't want to become that self-centered arrogant person who doesn't give a monkeys about other people of course you don't want to be that but you have to have some balance in your life where other people don't always come first sometimes you come first particularly if you've been ill but even if you're not ill just going through life you deserve to take some time out sometimes you deserve to put you first because you can't look after everybody else if you're not in a good place And for me as well, setting boundaries had always been a problem for me. I found it difficult to set boundaries. I always wanted to please other people, sometimes at the cost of putting myself second. And so learning how to set boundaries with people had to be part of my recovery. And maybe that's true for you as well. So many of us have behaviours that we've learned long ago over the years, but they don't always serve us and maybe it's time to let them go. Life can get so busy. We're all busy, sometimes like hamsters on a wheel is the expression, isn't it? We go almost mindlessly go through life, 
doing, working, giving, helping, teaching, showing up for people, loving and caring, working. It's it's so easy to get used to just running on empty, on running on fuels. But you must remember, in just in the way that you have to eat to, to fill up, you must remember to fuel your own heart. And it sounds a bit woo-woo, but we're all spiritual beings as well. We all need to look after ourselves on so many levels. We need to think about our dreams and our passions and your health because you've only got one life, you know, unless you're a Buddhist and you believe we're going to come back. But we've all got limited time on this planet. And remember that you can't give to other people if you are an empty and you matter too. Okay. The second key I want to talk about is having a plan. So when I started on my journey of well-being and how I could improve my health, to be honest, I studied so many things for a few years. I was completely overwhelmed with different things that I was studying. I studied nutrition and Reiki and a lot of other things as well. And I was overwhelmed with it for quite some time. And I found as well, there's so much conflicting advice. If you think about nutrition, as one example of that, you hear so many people saying different things, you know, should you be vegan? Should you not? Whatever. I'm not going to go into that now. But what I'm saying is when I qualified as a coach and I learned how to live by some simple principles and routines and I've incorporated easy habits now and easy rituals that nurture me and they've become my new healthy habits if you have a plan, a plan helps you to find your inner strength. Okay. It gives you something to hang on to. You become unstoppable then. You are on a path to health and well-being and happiness. Not because you don't have moments of weakness or doubts or times when you fall off the wagon, but you continue on despite that. And a plan gives you hope and it gives you clarity when you feel stuck. And the third key I'm going to talk about is improving your energy levels and really this is fundamental and it sounds so obvious but again once you start to improve your energy levels you can really start to look at all other areas of your life that you may want to improve but it has to start with your energy levels because I've said before you can't run an empty because sooner or later that's going to catch up with you for many years you may have been chronically stressed living in fight flight or freeze mode spoken about that before you know your body's instinctive reaction of what you do when you're in stress and stress is okay for a short period of time but many of us become used to living in stress all the time it can be stressful watching the news it can be stressful dealing with your finances it can be stressful dealing with relationships it can be stressful dealing with work but you can't live in that stressed out state constantly and not expect it to have an impact on your health because it will But once you learn some techniques to release that stress, you will be amazed at how wonderful it feels to really start enjoying your life. And you think about the cells in your body, they are constantly regenerating. Your body is an amazing thing. And I always think about the example of you cut your finger, you know, very soon the right cells and the right healing will come to that cut in your finger and your body will heal itself. And sometimes we just need to get out of our own way. Your body is amazing. It knows what to do. And your body is constantly regenerating and they say you get a new body, a whole body every seven years. So no matter what health problems you've had in the past, I believe there's always things that you can do to put things right. So that when you're going forward and you're regenerating those cells, they're healthy, they're full of well-being, they're full of energy 
and vitality and that's how we all want to be. So I believe your body has the potential of being as young and as vital as it has ever been. You don't have old cells. Maybe you just have an old attitude about your new self and you can change that. Okay. And the final key I'm going to come on to number four is asking for help. Asking for help is not weak. Now, this is uncharted territory you're entering. Yeah, this period of your life. If you are unsure of where to go forward, you might need a guide, somebody who has walked this path before and can show you the way. You might always be used to being the strong one, the decisive one, the one who everybody else relies on. But at this time in your life, you must learn to accept help. I really believe that. This decision is life changing. You know, admitting your vulnerability can be challenging, but it's also a sign of great inner strength. And you have that inside you. So just to recap, first of all, you need to learn to put you first. Self-care is not selfish. Secondly, it's great to have a plan, something that gives you some structure, something to hang on to, something to live by. And that plan obviously is going to be tailored to you. It's not doing what everybody else is doing. It's got to be tailored to you. Number three, think about your energy levels. What can you do to improve your energy levels? And number four was asking for help. It's not a sign of weakness, my love. We all need help sometimes in different periods of our life. Nothing wrong with asking for help. As always, thank you so much for listening to me. It really means a lot. Please get in touch with me if I can do anything to help you or you can check out my website, confidenceaftercancer.co.uk. Get in touch with me. As always, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay sane, my love. Take care. Bye-bye.